Sales is the most lucrative skill in the world, period. The problem is most sales advice out there today is outdated, cheesy, and can even keep you from getting the deals that can make all the difference in your career. This is the No BS Sales School, a podcast for entrepreneurs and salespeople who want to master the skill of selling without all the BS. Outside today, it's, uh, it's raining and kind of gray and it's hot. It's uh, middle of August, end of August, and kind of a gray, depressing day and an oppressive heat and just, you know, just shit kind of. And um, so I started thinking this morning as I came in, the things that I, gosh, it's been almost eight years since I went out of my own, eight years ago when I had my midlife clarity, as I call it, and decided that I didn't want to work for anybody anymore, ever again. And so I quit my job with no job, no idea, no plan, thinking that, I don't know, maybe somebody would scoop me up for a whole lot of money, but chances are I'd go start my own business. Didn't know what that would be. And, you know, I don't recommend this <laughs> for the week of heart, especially once a week of heart and week of checkbook. I was weak of checkbook, had a very strong heart because I didn't know what the hell I was getting involved in. I think had I known, I might have chickened out, but I'm glad I didn't know. But I was reflecting, I was thinking back, what are some of the five or six things that I've learned that were important to me that I could share with y'all? And so I thought I would just share them in the next 10 or 15 minutes. And maybe some of these will resonate with you. Maybe some of them, not so much. But let's start here. I think... Number one, it's important to have a dream. And when I say that, is to have a real passion behind what it is that you're doing, is to have a belief that what you're doing matters. And it can matter. That could be a number of things. It can be the cause. It could be the mission. It can be your family. It can be the service you provide. It can be just that it gets you to another place. But I think it's important that you have a dream. And my dream was to provide really, really good, top-notch training, consulting, coaching to people that ordinarily wouldn't have access to that, to small business owners, to private companies, to individual salespeople and entrepreneurs that maybe don't have access to mostly, you know, training comes from big companies to big companies. And my dream was, there's no reason that has to be. There's really good stuff out here that doesn't have to be a million dollars and done to Fortune 500 companies. And so that was my dream, was to find a way that I could help individual salespeople like I was when in my 20s and 30s, 40s, <laughs> individual salespeople that didn't have access to good training to provide that for them in a way that wouldn't be a problem, right? We had no boundaries because we decided using this thing called Zoom, which is something that, you know, six years ago when I started No BS Sales School, I had to spell that for people. Nobody knew what the hell that was. Quite frankly, the reason we started using Zoom was because I told a guy who was helping me, I don't have any money for a training room. And he said, that's not a problem. I got that figured out for you. That was among the many excuses I had for why I couldn't do this. And he talked me through. But it's important that you have a dream because there are a million reasons why you'd want to quit, why you wouldn't do something this hard, why maybe it makes sense just to mail it in this time, just to say, well, I don't really care. And I don't care if you start your own company or you're a sales guy for somebody else, you're an entrepreneur, a business owner, because you can make a choice. How well does this need to work? Can I just mail it in? 
or do I need to, am I really driven to grow this? Am I really driven to make a difference? Am I really driven to come out, to, to, to come out of the gate running and to keep running and to push other people? Got to find that inside of yourself. If you don't have it, well, I'm not here to give advice, but if you don't have that, find that somewhere, find that somewhere. Number two is it's important to have your anchors. Have those people that are around you that believe in you, that will talk you off the ledge when you want to quit and you want to freaking blow everything up and say, go to hell. And that's been one of the most surprising and I would say great things that I've learned um, having my own business is how many people, when I first announced I was doing this, how many people came to me and said, I'm so glad you're doing this. I'm proud of you. Way to go. And then there've been those people along the way that I've met through my podcast, through my training, through just going around and being around who have become great supports, great anchors for me, people I can reach out to when I'm feeling low or I need some help with something or need some insight. And so there are a lot of new ones, but there are also a lot of ones that have been around forever, like my wife and my kids have been super supportive most of the time. You know, there've been some really, really scary moments where we all wondered, but Find those anchors, and maybe those anchors will find you when you start doing something gutsy. But they're people that want to rally behind you if you're doing something gutsy. Sometimes because they see that in themselves as an opportunity they never took themselves. Sometimes it's because they just want you to win, which is great. Who cares why? But as long as they're your anchors. I mean, I've got people very close to me in my office who are that way, that don't even work for my company, that are here close to me in my office, that are super supportive. I've got longtime friends. I have, you know, then they're the people that I'm actually on my payroll. They're my anchors. I have to trust them completely to know that they have, they're here to help me achieve my passion and that they're getting something from it too. Number three, it's important to be resolute and committed. And this is a weird thing. It's, and this is a story I've heard me tell a couple of times before. And, and, and the, the, funny, the funny story is somebody asked, are you the chicken or the pig? Some of you have heard this before, but the, the chicken for breakfast, he lays an egg. He's part of it, right? The chicken's part of it. The pig, talking about bacon or ham, they're committed. Are you in... 100%. And then ask yourself, how do you know? What are you doing to prove that you're in 100%? Are you still looking for better options? Are you keeping your eyes um, out for a better deal out there? Are you saying, gosh, if something better came along, I sure as hell would take it. Because if that's where you are, that's fine. But just know that's a commitment thing. That's where I was many years ago in the commercial real estate business. I loved it. It was fun. Some years better than others I've talked about, but I was always waiting for something better, another deal to come around, something else that would take me away. I was actively looking for that. It's funny though, when I got in the training business, the consulting business, I knew this is what I was put on this earth to do. I was committed to doing this. Whatever form or fashion it came, I was committed to doing this and being as good as I could be at this, which is an ongoing process. Are you committed? The next thing, number four is, it's important to continue to grow and evolve because time goes by no matter what. And chances are you can look at yourself and say you're not the same person you were five years ago. 
But were you intentional in that? Are you growing on purpose? Do you have something that you're aspiring to? Because I think that's important too, is to know, I mean, yeah, you're, you know, you're 40 now, you're going to be 45, or you're 50, you're going to be 55, or 25, and you're going to be 30 in five years. Who do you want to be? Not what do you want to be doing, but who do you want to be in five years? And what are you doing towards being that? So as I think about this, the way that, that I've worked to grow and evolve is to continue to learn. I've bought, I don't know, five or six courses in the last 12 months. I've gone through three of them so far. I have read about 10 books, some on business, some biographies, some just things like, it's a book I recommend, Ego is the Enemy, a Ryan Holiday book, highly recommend. I've also bought into a podcast called The Founders Podcast, which I highly recommend, hosted by a guy named David Senra. And I hope David's going to be a podcast guest here in the next couple of uh, weeks. We've already talked about it. Um, But David reads biographies and autobiographies, one or two a week. And then he does on his podcast in 45 minutes to an hour and a half, hour and 15 minutes typically, he will share what he has learned in that autobiography that other founders of business need to know. Been one of the most valuable things I have invested in. It's a hundred bucks for a year of the podcast. And I would easily say it's the best hundred dollars I have spent as far as my own growth. Um, And the good news, when I talked to David over the weekend, he said it's going to be free as of tomorrow. So as of like the 1st of September, the Founders Podcast, it's a black, you'll see, if you look it up in iTunes, it's a black background. It says Founders on the top and David Senra. I recommend that you just grab hold of that and leave it on whenever you're in the car walking. It is fascinating, really good learning. What are you doing to learn, right? So I've got podcasts, books, courses. I've also hired coaches. At any given point, I've got two two coaches now. I think a year ago, I might've even had three coaches at the same time because somebody already knows what I need to know. And if I can learn what they know sooner rather than later, I can get there faster. And by the way, if I was a coach who didn't believe in coaches, what would you think about me? Right? I am full in. If somebody can show me how to do something better than I know how to do it, I am freaking in. I want to know that. Right? That's important to me. I also have mentors, and these people may not know they're my mentors. Right? Some of them I may not have even met, but I'll listen to their podcasts, I've read their newsletters. I talk to some of them to get advice or to listen or just to have conversations. But just know this mentor thing, you don't have to ask somebody to be your mentor. Just pay attention to them. If they're local to you, reach out to them. See if they'll have a cup of coffee or lunch with you. Or don't. Read everything they put out. Learn everything that they share. Send them a note and tell them how much you appreciate learning what you've got to learn. That's how I met David Senra. Number five, what I want you to do is is enjoy the wins. A lot of times, you know, as human beings, naturally, we are, we like to remember the things we screwed up and not so much the things that are victories. It's easy to push those things aside. The, the, sometimes the uh, disasters can hurt worse than the wins feel good. But I will tell you, 
if you're not sure what wins you've had or how you've grown, go think back where you were 12 months ago. What was going on in your life? What kind of business were you working on? What kind of things were going on? And now look at where you are right now. What I hope you'll find is, holy shit, I've grown. I've done better. I've done more. I've learned more. If not, then say, holy shit, I'm committed to fixing that for the next 12 months. And here's my plan. Here are the people I'm going to go follow. Here are the anchors I'm going to find. Establish. Here are the books I need to read or the things I need to learn or a coach I need to hire to get me where I want to go. There is a coach for anything and everything. You just got to find the right one or two or three for you. What are the things you really want to learn to be better at? For me, mostly it's business right now. Another time it could be whatever. Weightlifting could be, you know, fishing could be anything like that. But right now it's business that I'm dying to get better at. The last one, and there are many, is make decisions for the long term. What I've found is when I make decisions for the short term, when I make a choice for something that feels good now, but I haven't really thought about it long term, that's when I screw up. This is when I take a client that I probably shouldn't take because I need the money. This is where I maybe mail something in (laughs) instead of digging deep and doing the work I have to do. That's taking the short-term route. That'll all, that always comes back to bite me. What do I need to be doing long-term? How will this decision impact me six months, 12 months, two years, five years, 10 years from now? Does this take me closer to where I want to be? Or is this just junk food for me right now? I find if I just do, if I make a junk food decision, rarely does it turn out to be a great thing for me long-term. So if you have the capacity to do that. If you have the willingness to see outside of yourself and to be self-aware and say, why am I making, why would I move forward for this? Why do I want to say yes or no to this? Is this a short-term thing or a long-term thing? I find normally when I say no to stuff, that is a good idea of a long-term decision. A lot of the things that I say no to are because I've looked and said, long-term, this isn't going to work for me. So, couple of pieces of generic advice. I hope as you go into this new season and fall is coming, I swear to God it's coming. <laughs> it's going to be, we're going to have cool days here in about, I don't know, in South Carolina, about 90 days. By the time November comes around, it's going to be cool here. But things change. Things shift. People start focusing on next quarter, next quarter, year end. What are we going to do to get this done? Take advantage of that. Put your foot down on the accelerator, on your prospecting accelerator right now. I want you to do the best. I am training and coaching people right now, entrepreneurs, salespeople. We have different programs that are starting now. We even have a special discount program for people that are listening to the podcast. So if you're looking for help and you want to find a way to do that and you want to see if I'm the right guy to help you or if I've got the right program to help you, pick up the phone and call me. 803-917-2817 or email me, walkermckay.com. Let's have a conversation and see if I'm somebody who can help you. And you may be able to save a little bit of money at the same time. Thanks for listening. Share this if somebody needs to hear it. Thanks for listening to the OBS Sales School podcast. If you haven't already, please take one minute to write a quick review for the show. It really does make a huge difference. 
Also, subscribe to the show and please forward this episode to somebody else who needs to hear it. As a bonus for listening, I'm going to give you access to a free mini course, Seven Expensive Sales Mistakes You're Making and What You Can Do About It. Go to www.7salesmistakes.com and get access to the free mini course. That's the number seven salesmistakes.com. Thanks again for listening to the OBS Sales School Podcast.